0: Well, Joy Reid hates white Christians, there's no surprise there, but Hulk Hogan saved a teenage girl, which is why today is a great day, because Hulk Hogan saved a life, and also because Iowa is now in the rearview mirror. So on to New Hampshire we go. Welcome to the show, glad you're here today, 855-839-1210, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I was surprised, actually, that DeSantis did as well as he did in Iowa yesterday, but it's not looking good in New Hampshire for him, and therein lies the problem. Um, you know, there's also this uh, this clip of Trump that's really being taken out of context where he said as long as he's around, he's going to make sure that Iowa remains the first in the nation caucus, which now some of the left have taken to say that he will not leave the White House after one term. So, you know, there's that. And, of course, the pure hatred from the media over all you white people in Iowa, you white Christians, you you fools. Uh, really amazing stuff here. The vitriol, the absolute vitriol and hatred is just astonishing. But I'll tell you something, as we look at all the, uh, the results of pile in and we look at the polls in New Hampshire, there's a couple of things that are very, very clear. And that is clear to me that Nikki Haley is poised, obviously to come in second place in New Hampshire because the Sanis is still in the single digits. Now, that's going to have a cataclysmic shift on a lot of different things. And the, and the first thing about that, of course, is going to change is that he's got to make a decision about South Carolina. You know, he's, he's there today, actually. DeSantis is in South Carolina today. But, of course, the question becomes, what, what's the strategy here? I mean, if you, don't, if you don't win in New Hampshire, if you don't place in the top, I mean, you got to come close. Yesterday was a lifesaver for him. It was. It was a lifesaver. But you still have this whole problem of what happens next. And for that reason, and that reason alone, Ron DeSantis has some thinking to do. Because even though yesterday was a good day for him, a better day than many expected, you still have this problem, this pesky problem of New Hampshire that is going to send a message. And that message it's going to be sent is he's not really competing with Nikki Haley. And he doesn't want that message to be sent. So he's trying desperately right now to change the narrative because the two are fighting each other to be second place. It's kind of an odd thing if you think about it. And this is the top story of the day today brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. <laughs> VenariaDental.com, Vanaria. VenariaDental.com, V A N A R I A, VenariaDental.com. The story of the day really is that there there's a there's a battle going on for second place. It's not a battle for first. We know who that is. It's Trump by a lot. It's who's going to be second place and why does that even matter? What matters because without without being in second place, you don't have the ability to be able to turn around and say, all right, I can keep raising money. And that's the problem is it's just a money thing. I mean, money does not last forever here. And one week from today in New Hampshire, I think a lot's going to change. Now, I know you're all as shocked as I am. You are as shocked as I am by the fact that uh, Asa the Hat Hutchinson is out of the race. I know you're shocked. I'm shocked. We're also shocked that Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out last night and endorsed Donald Trump. Actually, that was kind of surprising. I, I figured he'd stay in a little bit longer. But Hutchinson was a shock because I didn't even know he was still in the race. That's pretty much the main shock of this. I didn't know the guy was still running. That's number one. But number two is the fact that I didn't know he was still running. And then all of a sudden he drops out and people turn around and said, wait a second, wait a second, who, who, who? He was in, he was in the race? Polling it statistically nothing. I mean, really, statistically with the margin of error, he was at nothing. I mean, not even zero. He was actually with the margin of error below zero. Which can't even be that in politics. I mean, technically speaking, you can, but you know, not, not, not long. And then of course the networks are doing what they, uh, what they always do. They've decided on the reasonable Republican who is the reasonable Republican who can take on Donald Trump. And much like how I played you the clip yesterday of Larry Hogan of no labels fame, they've decided that the reasonable Republican of course is Nikki Haley. The reasonable Republican, and to be a reasonable Republican means that the media likes you until they don't like you. They like you until they decide that you are, in fact, actually still a Republican. And even though you might be closer to them on a lot of things, and maybe you're not a culture warrior, they still hate you because you're not a you're not a Democrat. You're still a Republican, so inevitably they turn on you. I mean, inevitably that happens. It happened with McCain. It happened with Romney. It will happen with Haley if she's a nominee too. So if you're going into this, if you're backing Nikki Haley because you, you think that they're going to be nice to her in the fall, please don't fall for that scam. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter who it is. They will still hate that person in the fall, period. And if you're going into this because you want the Ukraine war to be funded forever and ever, well, then, yeah, Nikki Haley is your choice. No question about it. If you're going into this because you think you're going to be nice to Nikki Haley, you're wasting your time. And I can't, make that, I can't make that clear enough. If you're going into this because you want Ukraine to get as much money as they possibly need, and today we're being told they need another $50 million. Today, the message that came forth is well, they need another $50 million, uh, billion, excuse me, billion dollars, with a B, they need another $50 billion, or else the world will end. And if they don't get another $50 billion, it's a real problem. It, Ukraine is going to lose. Russia will win. Blah, 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 blah. That's basically coming from Secretary Anthony Blinken today. So $50 billion. So if you're happy with that, if you want to write that check, Haley's your girl. If you think they're going to be nice to Nikki Haley in the fall and that's why you're backing her, Haley's not your girl. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. That's what you have to understand and that's what you have to realize. Now, the other thing you have to realize, too, is that the, Joe Biden is still technically the candidate at this moment. I <laughs> know he's kind of, kind of disappeared. And that's on purpose. They want to hide him as much as possible. They want this entire election to be a referendum on Trump. They don't want this to be a referendum on Biden. It's the amazing thing about this, right? Democrats are running an election where they want the referendum to be on the Republican frontrunner, not a referendum on the president of the United States of America. Because if it is a referendum on Joe Biden, then the Democrats will lose. If it's a referendum on Trump, they think well, maybe they can win because then they think everybody will be scared to death about the end of democracy and the fact they will never leave the White House. And It'll be Mussolini. He'll be Hitler. He'll be a Hitler-Mussolini combo platter. And then they'll vote for Biden. And that's really their strategy. And it's not that different if you think about it from 2020. Where was Biden in 2020? You never saw the guy. He hid in a basement. He was terrified. COVID was there. So they kept, the, he kept, they kept the crazy old man in the basement as long as possible. And they didn't leave him. They did not let him out. I mean, there were these times they have those rallies. Remember they'd have rallies where they'd have car rallies and then they'd have circles. And everybody had to sit six feet apart. And they would limit the number of people because not a lot of people wanted to go to a Biden rally. So in order to achieve that, they would limit it to like 12 people and they'd spread everybody out by six feet. And so it would look not full, but it wouldn't be full anyway, but they would tell everybody it was because of COVID. Now we know that the whole six feet thing was made up. There's no, there's no science behind it. You know, Asanto Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, he came out and he said, six feet. Uh, Yeah, six feet. Why not six feet? Sure. Six feet sounds great. Six feet. uh, Sounds like science. Did you base it on science? no but i mean why not right sounds good six feet right right why not five why not seven who knows six it's like six minute abs why not seven minute abs why not five minute abs there's just six minute abs that's the way it is you want good abs six minutes seven minutes is a waste of your time five minutes you're not going to get great abs same thing with social distancing six feet is the magic number five and a half you're going to get COVID and die Seven and a half feet, you've you're just you're too you're too far away from other people and you'll be emotionally distraught or something, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so they would have these rallies and I'm I'm using air quotes when I say rallies for Biden where they'd have these big circles and they'd have chairs on every circle and they would space everybody out by six feet and they'd all be wearing masks and Biden would come out and there'd be nobody there. And then they would contrast those with these big Trump rallies that they had at the time and somehow we're all supposed to believe that more people voted for Joe Biden, which is fine. You want to believe that? That's fine. But they're trying the same strategy now, which is that if they can keep Joe Biden hidden, you won't think about him and you'll just think about what a threat to democracy Donald Trump is. And if you just do that, then maybe Biden can win. Now, the problem, though, this time around is that as much as they want to hide the guy, it's still a referendum on him. He's still the president. Can't change that fact. You know, the economy, you don't like it. Well, he's still the president. You're not happy with the fact that the world is on fire right now. Well, Joe Biden's still the president. You're not happy with the fact that the border is wide open. Still Biden president. All those things, if you don't like them, still referendum on those things. And that person who happens to be the president. And that comes back to a very, very simple question that Ronald Reagan asked. You know, if you're, are you better off today than you were four years ago? If the answer is no then don't vote for the guy who's president. If the answer is yes, then vote for the guy who's president. It's not that complicated. But I think as you ask voters and you find out from voters, they're not feeling better off today than they were back then. Now, looking at New Hampshire and looking at the, uh, the sizable lead that Nikki Haley has in second place is not a surprise when you consider that New Hampshire has an open primary. And I've told you the Democrat establishment is behind her. We played you a clip. We played it a couple times, actually, on the show of a um, just a random, you know, totally random Democrat voter who just decided all on her own with no prodding whatsoever and nobody making this decision for her to just vote for Nikki Haley. And somehow she wound up on a, a corporate national media show to talk about it. Just totally random. Just a random New Hampshire Democrat who just randomly wound up on a national corporate media show to tell them how she just randomly decided to vote for Nikki Haley. And, and, and the person who was asking the questions, whoever it was, didn't bother to ask her, did anyone from the DNC, the Democrat National Committee, or the anything else, anyone come to you and say, you should vote for, uh, for Nikki Haley? They didn't bother to ask that question. It was, <laughs> it was just totally random, you know. It was just very much so like, I decided this all on my own. And here I wound up on this big corporate national media show to tell you about this decision that I made all on my own. So don't discount that fact. And it matters for a number of reasons. It matters because it will help Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. It matters because it will it will hurt Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. And it matters because the Republican establishment is more than happy to see this play out that way. Have you noticed the Republican establishment has not screamed about this going on? We know this is happening in New Hampshire. We know right now there are Democrats who are voting for Nikki Haley. We know there are Democrats who are getting ready to cast their ballot for Nikki Haley. We know this. Have you heard Ronna McDaniel or the RNC or anybody come out and demand that this end? Have you heard from that low energy governor up there, part of the Sununu legacy, Chris Sununu? Have you heard him come out and say this needs to stop? Of course not, because they're happy with it. They're happy. It helps. It helps uh, Nikki. It helps put her in second place, which by virtue then helps shut out DeSantis, which then by virtue then makes it a two person race between Trump and Haley. And that's what they want. And they want that. And, and, and as long as it achieves their end, they have no problem crossing the aisle and getting into bed with Democrats. They're happy to do that. Oh, they're so happy to do that. They make for very, very comfy and cozy bedfellows. It's all about stopping Trump at this point, obviously. So DeSantis now has a lot of decisions he has to make and he's not wrong by the way when he says that they spent a lot of money attacking us and he still survived in Iowa and came in second place. I mean he exceeded expectations last night. Doesn't change how it's looking in New Hampshire, but he is correct in saying that they spent a fortune attacking him. And where do you think that money comes from? Yeah, I mean Trump spent money attacking DeSantis of course, but where do you think all the Nikki Haley money that's going after Ron DeSantis has come from. It's come from the very same people that were funding his campaign early on. You know, Early on, they were the people behind him until they realized that he can't beat Donald Trump. And so then they switch gears and they put all the money behind Nikki Haley. So, yeah, that's that, the same group of people who were giving him money are now giving her money. And now she's using that money to attack him. But regardless of how all this plays out, you know, there's a there's a big question regarding trump's legal issues that still has to be answered and there's a breaking news story on that just a few moments before i got on the air today a federal appeals court has rejected trump's petition over special counsel jack smith's access to his twitter feed which now means that trump is going to ask the supreme court to review the matter so the special counsel wants access to trump's twitter feed but not just his yours too if you ever If the former president ever liked one of your tweets or if you ever liked one of his tweets or you ever retweeted something he tweeted or he ever retweeted something you tweeted or something, basically any interaction with him on Twitter in any way, shape or form, the special counsel wants access to all of it. And a federal judge now has come out and said, "Uh, we, we don't agree with your request to block this because it's a Biden appointed judge, I'm assuming, or maybe an Obama appointed judge. And they're saying, yeah, special counsel, have at it. So now he'll go to the Supreme Court and he'll ask the Supreme Court and we'll see what the court says. But we're still waiting on the question of whether or not he has immunity. Don't forget, the D.C. court is going to rule on that could be any day now and say whether he has immunity from the events that really Jack Smith is going after him on The entire Republican establishment ballgame is based on the fact that at some point or another, Trump will be disqualified from running in the race. And at some point or another, for some reason. He will not be able to be the candidate or that the Republican primary voters will wake up and say, there's no way we can have this guy be our candidate because it's all going to be about the courts. But here's something very interesting. As much as that's the strategy, and it always has been, and the Democrats have obviously always had a strategy, which has been let's elevate in every way, shape and form Trump's legal issues. Let's elevate the legal issues and make that the big thing. With the idea of being that that will help Trump become the nominee. And then Democrats, I've always told you, are playing with fire on this issue because if Trump becomes a nominee, I think he wins. Because I think whoever the Republican nominee is wins. But every time they go after him in court, there is, as Steve Kornacki from MSNBC explained it, a rally around Trump effect. Now, we know this. You know this. I know this. Why is corporate media finally acknowledging this? Why is MSNBC finally acknowledging this? They're acknowledging this because they realize now that in this um, Faustian bargain that they've made here, which is to go after Trump in court on every level, they have succeeded in rallying primary voters around him. And they very likely have made him the eventual Republican nominee. But they got a president who's very unpopular. And a border crisis and an economy that stinks. And now they're really worried that the guy that they elevated because of all the legal actions is going to become the nominee and potentially then beat the old guy in the White House who they're trying to hide in the basement again. So that's where things stand right now. And I want to get your take on this. 855 1210 There's new uh, airstrikes on Houthi sites in Yemen. The Houthis, Houthis, however you like to say it. You say Houthi, I say Houthi. Let's call the whole thing off. There's new strikes right now going on as we speak. How does all this affect everything? How does it affect uh, primary voters in New Hampshire knowing that the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, wants another $50 billion for Ukraine? How does it affect primary voters going to New Hampshire one week from today knowing that there's now more airstrikes on Houthi sites in Yemen and that Iran is taking responsibility for the bombing of an American facility in Iraq yesterday? How do all of these things play out? And how do you think it plays out, if anything, that DeSantis came in second place in Iowa? Is it a game changer for you? If it is, explain it. Because based on the polls in New Hampshire, he would need an enormous swing based on what occurred in Iowa yesterday for him to be viable in this race in New Hampshire one week from today. And does that even matter? In my opinion, it absolutely does. But maybe you disagree. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. One week from today is the New Hampshire primary. Will the effects of Iowa change the trajectory of New Hampshire? Will Asa Hutchinson dropping out of the race change the trajectory of New Hampshire? Will Vivek Ramaswamy dropping out change the trajectory of New Hampshire? All these questions and more with answers straight ahead.
1: The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the Free Odyssey app.
0: All right, so on the way to uh New Hampshire, on the road to New Hampshire. Where things go from here is a question. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich zioli if you'd like to weigh in. What are your thoughts on the results of Iowa? Do you think it will change things in New Hampshire? That is the question. Uh I'll give you the latest on the polling. And obviously, this this polling has not been updated since, uh, since uh, the Iowa caucus last night. So take it with a grain of salt. But basically, when you look at the real clear politics average of polling and you take a look at New Hampshire, um, it's just that Trump has a big lead there. Uh, but DeSantis is in third place, but it's not a close third place. And that's the only problem for him. And again, I mean, somebody just said on Twitter, you know, don't, you know, don't bash the guy. I'm not bashing the guy. I like DeSantis a lot. I do. I just don't see a pathway for him. And I think the reason for that is because the establishment has decided that Haley is the person that they think can stop him. They, they want this to be a two-person race. And when you look at the polling coming out of New Hampshire, and it's only a week away, um, New, New Hampshire voters don't tend to really care what Iowans do. You know what I mean? They, they, they're proud of the fact that they're the first. In the country primary. And they don't really count a caucus as a primary. They don't, they don't look at it that way. They, they look at New Hampshire. They're very proud of that fact, that it's the first in the nation primary. I don't see a lot of voters changing their opinion based on what happened yesterday in Iowa. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't really see that. I think that they're going to be very, very happy and proud of the fact that they're still, they still get to make the decision first. So then looking at New Hampshire and looking at the polling numbers and, and just taking a look at this, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a, a good place to be if you are Governor DeSantis because of the fact that you are still in the single digits. I mean, actually, the last poll that they did, which was on Friday, had Christie beating DeSantis, you know, in single digits. And again, take all this with a grain of salt, but I just... I trust primary vote, uh, primary polls, excuse me, more than I trust general election polls. Because Republican voters tend to be very proud of who they're backing. They're not going to, they don't really care about lying to pollsters. And I also, too, I I don't, I don't really see a, a need. Like, I could understand if somebody is a moderate voter, an independent voter, and a pollster calls up and says, who are you voting for? It's a general election. They don't want them to know they're voting for Trump. And so they lie about it. And I think you saw a lot of that in 2016. But. Republican primary voters, it, it's it's different. They they don't really care. They're, they they tend to be enthusiastic about who they're supporting if they're likely going to show up and vote. So the question then becomes if on Friday, the latest latest poll out of New Hampshire had Trump at 45, Haley at 31, and, and Christie at nine, he dropped out you know, right before that poll was taken or during when the poll was taken, I should say. DeSantis is at six, Ramaswamy's at six, and then you have hutchinson at zero statistically zero i mean literally like negative christy voters uh, i'd say for the most part go to haley the santa's voters are going to stick with him ramaswamy's voters will probably go to trump i just i don't know i mean it doesn't it doesn't look good if you if your hope is to hang on here and you come in a, a distant third place and look people thought the santa's would come in third place yesterday in iowa a caucus is a much different scenario And the New Hampshire primary certainly is going to be a very different scenario. There's no doubt that by coming in second place in Iowa, it was a it was a a statement. And I think it helps him to a degree. But I also think it tells you something about Nikki Haley's support more than it does about Ron DeSantis' support. And here's what I mean. You, You can't fake it in Iowa. You can fake it in New Hampshire. This is an open primary. So you can get Democrat voters to vote in New Hampshire. You can't do that in Iowa. That's the difference. Iowa's a caucus and, and everybody's caucusing together and they all know each other. And it's it's a it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a tradition. Very embedded. You, you don't have the ability for Democrats to infiltrate that process. You do in New Hampshire. Now, look, maybe if I'm if I'm the DeSantis campaign, I'm thinking, all right, we're, we're not going to win New Hampshire. We're, we're probably going to come in a, th- a distant third. But maybe we can we can go on to South Carolina. You know, maybe maybe we can we can go on to South Carolina and we can beat Nikki Haley and come in second place in in, 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 in that state. And that'll really send a message. But the fact is, they're still battling for second. You know, and at some point, you got to ask yourself, w- 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 What is the point of to keep battling for second place? What does it get you? When you look down forward at the nomination, you look at states like California and other places, and you think yourself, Trump still has a massive lead in places like California. I mean, the morning consult 2024 Republican presidential nomination, which was done on Friday has Trump up 57. He's at 69 points. Now that's a national poll. I get that. It's not, I wouldn't bet the ranch on that. I was actually done on Sunday. I wouldn't have bent the ranch on that. But I guess the point is, you know, at what, at what point do you turn around and say to yourself, all right, you know, maybe this money can be better spent elsewhere. From the establishment's perspective, they're not in a rush. You know, they'll, they'll stay here as long as possible. They're not in a rush. Here's MSNBC's Steve Kornacki. He was all ruffled in his khakis this morning or, or last night analyzing this and realizing something that we've known. And we've talked about this for a while. All these indictments, all the efforts to go after Trump in court, all these things that are done, they've had a rally around Trump effect. No question about it. That was always the Democrats design. And I've always told you they're playing with fire because the Republican nominee, whoever that person is, stands a really good chance of winning. Cut number eleven.
1: I think it's a story that's fundamental to Donald Trump's dominance that we saw last night and his dominance in the national polls right now. It's that core Republican voters see the legal situation around Trump, and I know it was all sorts of different areas here. I'll just say the legal situation to keep it simple. But they see the legal uh, situation as an attack, as a politically motivated attack on Donald Trump. You can make up your own mind whether that's fair or not. But it, look at this. I think this tells the story. This is the trend line of the national Republican race from the very beginning of 2023 until we are this morning. And again, this is like it wasn't that long ago, but I want to remind folks In the early months of 2023 and the last month of 2022, December 2022, coming off that 2022 midterm where the Republicans underperformed, where the Trump aligned candidates lost key races that cost Republicans, the Senate and other major uh, offices, Trump was running. This is the national average. DeSantis never caught him in the national average, but we would routinely see polls in January and February of 2023 that had DeSantis within 10 points of Trump. There were polls. I can go find you five of them right now that had DeSantis ahead nationally of Donald Trump. Right. The atmosphere in early 23 was, well, Republicans are moving on from Trump. They're sick of the losing. They've had, you know, years of, of, of this act. They're, they're going to look for other options here. That's why so many candidates step forward and look where the lines diverge. Look where mm. the Trump line takes off. Look where the DeSantis line kind of flatlines and nobody's moved up. What week was that? That is literally. The week that Donald Trump was indicted on the first of the charges in Manhattan uh, on the the, the Stormy Daniels matter. And there was it's unquestionable to me when you look at these numbers and you just if you were to apply all the little legal dates that that popped up throughout the year to this. They triggered a rally around Trump
0: effect. A, A rally around Trump effect. All right. So then, yeah, you're a Democrat. You push that you are playing with fire in the general election. That's the bottom line. You're playing with fire. The reasonable Republican, you know, the reasonable Republican, the no labels crowd, the people that love the moderates, they love them until they don't. They love this idea that there are some Republicans who are different. And if we can just back those people, I had a conversation with somebody about this uh, this morning, as a matter of fact. And they said, I'm starting to like Nikki Haley. I said, why? I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, she's not Trump. And I said, well, do you want I mean, are you in for the Ukraine war? Do you, there was a joke that the Babylon Bee made yesterday that Nikki Haley has ordered a bomb strike against Iowa because she was unhappy with the caucus results. I said, is that what you're thinking? Do you, are you looking for, for more war and conflict? Because if you are, then I think, yeah, that's, that's your person. But does that make a Republican reasonable? I don't, I don't know. I mean, is that your definition of that? Reasonable? Here is from our friends at Newsbusters, the big three networks of ABC, CBS and NBC use their flagship morning news shows today. uh, Actually, yesterday, I'm sorry, ahead of the Iowa caucuses to cheer Nikki Haley as their preferred alternative, boasting of her momentum and the reasonableness of her. Has she so reasonable? Cut 10. The former South Carolina governor gaining new momentum, sharpening her
1: attacks against Trump. And her message appearing to resonate with people who voted for Trump twice,
0: moderates, independents and even Democrats who have told us that they plan to change their party affiliation. There's something going on regarding her that we've seen here in the last few weeks, whether it's Iowa taking cues from the momentum she's seeing elsewhere or it's these late deciders. And there's always a good chunk of them uh, in the Iowa caucus who've been watching things and seeing her growing uh, support across the country, think, well, maybe that's the better non-Trump alternative if you're somebody who's looking for somebody other than the former president. At that event yesterday, what I kept hearing was also reflected in our polling. She says she's willing to work with Democrats. I think her Republican uh, opponents would question that, her Democrats would certainly too, but the perception is she may be that more reasonable mainstream Republican who can somehow bring the country back together. And they like the fact that she's totally different from all the other options, if only because she's a woman.
1: Haley has drawn support from more independent and Democrat-leaning caucus-goers, with nearly half of her backers saying they'd vote for President Biden over Donald Trump. Haley, positioning herself as the best bet to win in a general election.
0: For Nikki Haley, it would give her incredible momentum heading into New Hampshire, where she's in striking distance of Donald Trump. She's trailing him only by single digits. So what does Haley need? What Steve's talking about, that turnout. Her strongest supporters are those who are college educated, independents. those who would vote, by the way, for Joe Biden. Are they going to turn out? Yeah, so they're going to turn out for the reasonable Republican. Uh, But remember something, though, and I've told you this before and I'll tell you again, you're only a reasonable Republican until the general election, in which case then they they hate your guts anyway, because you're you're, you're still a Republican. So I, I, I would just advise people to just don't fall for that trap. And when your friends who are rabid Trump haters t- tell you, you know, well, well, Nikki Haley seems like a different kind of Republican, those are the people that turn around and they're the ones that in, in November have decided that she's just as much the devil as he is. So don't fall for that game. But the establishment will still push Nikki Haley as much as they possibly can because they want to stop her. And DeSantis is right. They spent a lot of money going after him. They spent a lot of money attacking him. Almost 50 million dollars. And he came in second in Iowa. But I don't see the same thing happening for him in New Hampshire. Uh, The polls just do not look good for the former, excuse me, for the Florida governor in New Hampshire. Uh, But here's what he said last night after he came in second place, cut four.
2: They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. They spent almost $50 million attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa they the media was against us they were writing our obituary months ago they even called the election before people even got a chance to vote but they were just so excited about the fact that they were predicting uh, that we wouldn't be able uh, to get our ticket punched here out of iowa but i can tell you because of your support in spite of all of that that they threw at us, everyone against us, we've got our ticket punched out of Iowa. And what I, what I learned by going around Iowa is that this country has a basic decency. We've got hardworking people, God-fearing people, patriotic people. You just don't see it every day because of all the nonsense that gets spewed out there by the media, by social media, all this other stuff. People want to have hope for this country's future. And that's what we represent. We represent a chance to reverse the madness that we've seen in this country, to reverse the decline of this country, and to give this country a new birth of freedom and a restoration of sanity.
0: That's what we are going to do. Well. New Hampshire is 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 a gigantic hill to climb for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. A gigantic hill to climb. He's in single di- digits. Haley is um, is in. Well, I mean, she's twenty five percent, thirty percent, and DeSantis is at. I'll give him. We'll say round up ten. It's 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 rough. It's rough. But maybe he can survive past that. That is the question. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. On Twitter, what do you think? Weigh in. We will answer the phones today. Matt DeSantis will have his his fingers on the phones, ready to take your calls. What do you think? How do you think this plays out? Do you see just Trump walking right into the nomination? Do you see the establishment propping up Nikki Haley? Do you think Ron DeSantis has a chance? Let me know your thoughts. You can also tweet the show at Rich Zioli. 855-839-1210 is the number. Listen, if you want to lose some weight, look good, feel good. Well, now is the time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. The results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair, saliva samples, along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that gets you into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. So don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 8555 NJ Diet. 8555 NJ Diet. Or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. That's NJDiet.com and lose the weight for good.
1: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
0: And it doesn't look good in South Carolina either for neither Haley nor DeSantis, but it doesn't look good for DeSantis. Look, Trump won Iowa in a landslide. That's the bottom line. DeSantis came in second, but it's New Hampshire is going to be a disaster for him. And then South Carolina is not looking any better. That's just the reality. Again, I'm just looking at numbers and I'd have no reason to think Republican primary voters are lying. And I think Nikki Haley's doing as well as she is in Iowa or excuse me, New Hampshire, because it's an open primary and there is a coordinated effort to get Democrats to vote. Here's the clip, Matt DeSantis. This is the uh, random, totally random Democrat primary voter, completely random, it was just found by the random corporate media as she randomly decides that since there's no primary in New Hampshire and Joe Biden's not in the ballot, she's just randomly going to back Nikki Haley. Totally random. And how the corporate media found her. Random. These random things happen. Don't think there's any coordinated effort happening here whatsoever. By the way, shout out to Pat who called this, uh, the show and he had nice things to say about it but did not want to come on the air. But Pat, thank you for listening. Appreciate it very, very much. Certainly do. And thank you for standing by me, even though I've gotten it wrong twice now. And I need to say this because it's very important for me to clear my conscience. Number one, I had Doug Burgum going all the way, obviously. I was an early adapter of Doug Burgum. I saw Burgum in the White House. I saw that. I saw it clearly. I saw him put his hand in the Bible on Inauguration Day. I called that one wrong. I got that one wrong. Fine. Everybody's allowed one mistake. But then my backup plan was and, and I'm not gonna say ass hat because somebody came up to me one day and said, You don't need to say that word. It sounds juvenile. So I'm gonna call him Ace of the Hat. <laughs> Hutchins. That might be worse. You think Ace of the Hat is worse than ass hat? Yeah. All right. So and he got his last name wrong. Hutchins. I when I said it right, ass hat Hutchinson. It's still not right. What, how is it? What do you say? Hutchinson. A- A- Ask that Hutchinson. That's closer. You still got the first name. Uh, uh, you're close enough. You're close enough. So I had all my money on Ace of the Hat, <laughs> <laughs> and I Man. got that one wrong too. So I'm 0 for 2. By the way, did you see how many votes Ace of the Hat actually received? In Iowa? Yeah. No. Any, anyone want to
2: take a guess? Eight? Uh, uh, You're not far off. 23. Out of 110,000
0: votes casted, Asa Hutchinson received 191. Wow. Mm. That's not a lot. No math guy, but that's not a lot of votes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like 0.2% or something, I think.
0: However, I am redeemed because I did say that Doug Burgum's nomination, D- Doug Burgum's endorsement of Donald Trump would lead him to win Iowa. You were not here yesterday for the show, but I did make that bold prediction. Mm -hmm. When Doug Burgum came out and endorsed Donald Trump, I said I can now confidently state that the Burgum bros will sweep Donald Trump into an epic landslide in Iowa, (laughs) and I was right. So I am vindicated, because if Burgum had not come out and endorsed Trump, Trump would have got 157 votes or whatever Ace of the Hat got. 191. 191. Trump would have got like 175. But with Burgum's endorsement... Trump was able to win. Massive landslide. So, all right, maybe I'm 0 for 2, but I feel some redemption because of my bold prediction that with Doug Burgum's endorsement, Trump was a lock in Iowa yesterday. A lock. (laughs) Uh, Heavy is in uh, Huntington Valley. Heavy, how are you?
3: Wow, Rich, man. Uh, I I, I was all in with Ass Hat with you, bro. I know. I gotta say, <laughs> I, I, it's a tough I mean, day for all of us. I, 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 th- I thought he did a great job. I mean, they almost twenty three votes mm-hmm. out of the twenty five people that his campaign paid to be uh, caucusing for him. That's that's almost a hundred percent. That's that's pretty good.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah. No, you're right. You got to look but, on the positive uh, side. Very very positive. That's
3: that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. he's. He's apparently still in this race. I, I mean, I think he's I think I think his chances are, are on the up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's obvious at this point. Uh, I mean, like like you said, the only people who are who are voting for Nikki Haley are, you know, swamp Republicans and and Democrats who who don't want to see Donald Trump on the ballot. And it's it's just uh, I mean, Fox called that race within ten minutes. It seemed like, mm-hmm. I mean, they called that race before the Eagles game even started. That's how quick that that race was called. This 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 election is over. Donald Trump is is he, he is the candidate, and he's he. I mean, unless, I, the only thing I'm afraid of which I I could see happening is if, if the Republican swamp ends up doing something to, to screw him out of this. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's the only way I, I see this happening. But other than that, I, I think it's obvious. He's, he's our candidate for president. Uh, and I think he, he has a, an extremely good chance of winning, but you know, like, I'm I, I, you know, like, I'm sure you saw the clip of Joy Reid last night.
0: Yeah, I'll play that. Claiming. I'll play that next. So let, let's hold on that. But you, you're right. Look, the hatred. And, Heavy, I got to run, buddy. I agree with you, and I think you're right. And um, who did better last night, Asa the Hat or the Eagles?
3: I mean, it's clearly Asa. Clearly like I said, yeah. he, got, he got 23 out of the 25 people. His campaign paid the caucus for him. Yeah. Uh, he I mean, exceeded that, expectations last
0: night, and and uh, and the Eagles uh, let us down. So, all right, buddy, I, thank I, you I, for the call. I appreciate it very much. We got a big four o'clock hour straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Ciole, weekday afternoons
1: three to seven, Talk Radio twelve ten, WPHT, and on the Free Odyssey app.